Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Listen, uh, sometimes you are on the road and you need a little brekkie, and that's why you got the drive through breakfast sandwiches. And we're asking you, what are your top three favorite drive through breakfast sandwiches? 651-641-1071. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. And I don't want to say, like, it has to be drive through but like a fast food breakfast sandwich. Yeah. Like, what are your top three favorites? All right, why are, we, why are we asking? Okay, so uh, a writer for Insider, uh, her name is Savannah Swain Wilson. She did the Lord's work and tried 40 breakfast sandwiches and ranked them from worst to best. And she tried sandwiches from Wendy's, McDonald's, Burger King, Chick-fil-A, and Subway. Okay. So she like made her way through all of those breakfast sandwich menus. Yeah. And then went to the, I'm sure, very tiring process of ranking them from top to bottom to top, top to bottom, whatever. It just feels like there'd be like a top, a bottom, and then everything else would be in the middle. Right. But she actually had, you know, things to say about each Burger, I thought to my or burger, each breakfast sandwich. And I think to myself, that woman, she's committed to uh, making sure we know yeah. what the best breakfast sandwiches yeah, are. Clearly. Okay, so top three, six five one, six four one, one oh seven one. We've got Gail on the line. Let's go to Gail. Hi, Gail. Gail, what are your like top oh, three? Oh, hello, yes. What are your top three favorite breakfast sandwiches? Okay, well, number one for us, my husband and I, is White Castle. Oh. You know, it's so funny that you say that because that was the ex- that was what I was going to put as number three on my list. Don't they have like a chicken biscuit sandwich or no, something? No, well, um, they make an egg sandwich and your choice of white bread or wheat bread with um, bacon and cheese. It's excellent. They fry the egg. They Yum. fry the bacon. It's all fresh. Mm. I love that. Okay, yeah, so that's really your good. number I one. Know, I don't know what two and three would be. Probably McDonald's and Burger King. Sure. Yeah. But we really favor the White Castle. All right. That is good to know. Thank you, Gail. Now, I Thanks, am looking Gail. at the breakfast menu at White Castle. Yeah. And Bradley, you're right. Uh, were you thinking about the chicken and waffle slider? Is that oh, yeah. what you think? Yeah, because that's, that's what we thing. tried back in the day, and it was real good. Yep. They also have a Belgian waffle slider that Yum. has, like, bacon and egg in it. Um, they've got a breakfast toast sandwich that looks like one that you'd make right at home. Ooh. Um, and then they've got that original slider with egg and cheese and then another one that has, like, bacon on it and all that kind of good stuff. Uh, Bradley, if I asked you, and by the way, feel free to weigh in, literally, anybody, 651-641-1071. Like, if you had to go, let's just say top three 
Yeah. Of your favorite breakfast sandwiches, where are you going? Um, I would start with the McGriddle because that's my favorite. Uh, that didn't used to be the case, and I would have been a little bit more classic about my choices. But definitely the McGriddle. And then second on the list would probably be the sandwich from Burger King, although I, I have literally not had one of those probably in well over 30 years. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, bacon would be my choice. Like the bacon, mm-hmm. uh, I'm assuming they still have bacon sandwiches. They do, and I love it because they put, them, put the bacon in like a little curl. Oh. Like it's like... It's round. They make it round. Interesting. It is interesting. Yeah. So um, those are my favorites. I mean, who doesn't love an, uh, just a good old Egg McMuffin? But uh, the McGriddle to me really just like sets it apart. Okay. And uh, I, I have also had uh, Chick-fil-A's uh, breakfast biscuits. And those and are real good. They're good. Okay. Let's go back to the phones. We've got Amy on the line. Hi, Amy. Amy, what's your Hi. like? what's your super favorite breakfast sandwich? I have to say there's an awesome one at Brugger's. You get your everything bagel with your egg and all the goop on it. Mm, yum. Okay, wait. So you get it's everything bagel and then you get the egg and then when you say all the goop, are you do you mean like they have the mushy American cheese mm. and they'll put a meat on there if you want it to be. So it's like an egg McMuffin nice. but it's on a really chewy bagel. Okay, yum. that does sound rather good. Thank you, Amy, for that. That's a hot tip. Let's go to Sean. We've got Sean on the line. Listen, I've abandoned the top three because I think that's hard. So just tell us your favorite. Like, what's your favorite breakfast sandwich, Sean? I love the steak and egg bagel with cheese, but they discontinued them at McDonald's. Oh, no. Wait, steak and... That was a thing? Steak and egg bagel with cheese? It was so good, honestly. My favorite thing to eat at McDonald's ever. I literally didn't ever know that that was a thing. Yeah, I don't it missed think I ever me. Had one of those. Rude, Sean. Thank wrong. That is wrong. Yeah. Thank you for your call and for making us sad about a sandwich oh, wow. we'll never have. Diane is on the line. Hi, Diane. Hello, Diane. What's your favorite fast food or drive-through breakfast sandwich? Um, Colleen, if you remember, this is Centaur. <laughs> oh, hi. Hey. Um, I want to give my vote to Quick Trip. Quick trip. <laughs> what does Quick Trip have? Yeah, they've got you've got a whole different variety of biscuit sandwiches and, and croissants. Croissants are my favorite, but what I really like about it is they have a really good condiment bar with your tomato, onion, and their lettuce is their lettuce isn't that white water shredded crap. It's mm-hmm. really nice, dark, leafy green. Mm. Yum. And then they have a really good chipotle sauce to Ooh. put on it. So you can just like doctor it up yourself? Yeah. I love yes. that. But then I love that, you know, if I need stuff to bring with me for lunch, they've got other really good food choices to pick up for the rest of the day, too. So that's, that's, handy. that's my choice. For I like it. Thank you so much, Diane, Thanks, for that Diane. hot tip. We've got Amanda on the line. Amanda, what's your very favorite breakfast sandwich? Hi. I first want to say Gail was very much correct. Surprisingly, White Castle is amazing. Okay, this is good to know. But I am going to divert a little bit and say Taco Bell, wow. their um, hash brown burritos are A+. Ah. I haven't had one of those ever. I don't feel like I've had one either. And listen, all things Taco Bell as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Like I am a number one fan. Um, Amanda. Okay, so good. Thank you for sharing that one with us. The the Thank you. Ha- ha- thank you. Hash brown taco. Okay. Um, we've gotten some emails. People have feelings. 
Uh, Julia said, Wendy's breakfast is superior. Real eggs on the sandwiches, a lot of crispy bacon, and the breakfast potatoes are the bomb. And I will say, I think people overestimate or underestimate the the, the egg quality of mm-hmm. fast food restaurants. Because if I remember correctly, even McDonald's does fresh eggs. Yeah. Like they're real eggs. I know we get, we're so used to like those, those hotel eggs like or whatever. Powdered, you know? yeah. like flavorless, vaguely yellow eggs. But I feel like I've seen, you know, video of McDonald's like, hey, we actually use real eggs, mm-hmm. you guys. Which that does matter. It yeah. makes a difference. Uh, Carrie said caribou chicken apple sausage sandwich. Yum. Why have I never had that? I um, am not. Can I just say, I, I know this is uh, this is weird hmm. and I'm a weird person. I am not a fan of coffee shop breakfast sandwiches for oh, really? some reason. I don't know why. That is, you know, I just I would if I'm going to have a breakfast mm-hmm. sandwich, I'm going to drive over to I mean, I might go to a Brugger's or something like that. Right. right. Where, you know. They might be next to a coffee place, but, but I'm just not going to like, I don't know why I just don't take That's, them seriously. Oh, it's so funny. Cause I do. Yeah. Um, because I don't know, I like Starbucks coffee. And so then I'll like also order up something eggy. Yeah, no, I get it. It's convenient. It's yeah, there it in the is. cabinet. But I will tell you, I, I sometimes crave the, uh, bacon Gouda egg bites. Is it egg, it's so Gouda yeah. um, at Starbucks, the okay. sous vide egg bites. And they're not a sandwich. They come in like a little disc. And I always, I like the flavor of them. It's yeah. new and it's different and it's interesting. Uh, and last but not least, Bailey said the sausage breakfast crunch wrap. I'm sorry, is that Taco Bell? Must be. Why I mean, have I not have ever tried wrap? that? That sounds amazing. Uh, then the sausage egg and cheese McGriddle. Then the sausage cheddar egg sandwich Yum. from Starbucks. That also is really good. What My daughter loves that one. Your choices again? Listen, I'm a classic gal. I truly, I truly just love me a classic egg McMuffin sausage egg. Uh, so, like what is the what do they call that? The sausage egg McMuffin, an egg McMuffin with sausage. Okay, that's yeah, it. Sausage McMuffin. Just I don't want the biscuit. Don't give me the biscuit. My number two would always be a Chris sandwich. Uh, I will say uh, our friend Panda said, I mean, all coffee shop sandwiches are thawed and heated. It's not like yeah. actual food places, which I think is probably why I'm less inclined to do that. Because I want I want something hot. Mm-hmm. That makes fresh, sense. Out the fresh. kitchen. Does Arby's have breakfast? No, but they have the meats. I don't. They That's should. Cute. I see. That. They honestly should have breakfast. Yeah. And maybe I'd get my. So I feel like they would do some back. sausage and gravy or something. Okay, I know we're not talking about this, but this needs to be said. The best fast food breakfast, period. So not not a sandwich, but breakfast. Hardee's biscuits and gravy. Yum. Are I've never had that. They're so good. Oh, okay, good to know. Thank you. Good to uh, know. When kids. we return, I'm glad we accomplished that. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, I want to tell you about this other story that I've sort of been loosely following about the chess player who was rumored to be a cheater. And I just have a lot of questions about it. And I'm also mildly fascinated by it. And if you don't know the story, you must tune in because you're not going to see it coming after this on my talk one Oh seven one. 
Oh my goodness. I am not a big chess fan until now. Uh, this is the Colleen and Bradley show. My talk 1071. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer. Hi. Because chess fan? I don't care about the game, but I do deeply care about this story that's unfolding in front of our very eyes that involves uh, a grandmaster chess player uh, by the name of Hans Niemann. Oh, this story. Okay. This is so bizarre. Okay, so he's a 19-year-old chess player. He's been going up against some of the biggest, most uh, well-known chess champions in the entire world. And he's being accused of something unthinkable. Yeah, it's pretty uh, interesting. As in, you would not think of it. So, Well, I might. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> not in... Not in this context. <laughs> Not in a chest context. Okay, so here's the deal. So just backing the truck up. I think I said chest context. You, did. <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> um, so the story, the story of Hans Niemann is one that is like a very long. You know, his relationship with chess goes back a very long way, and he would play online um, chess contests, chess games. They're called games, chess contests. You know the chess contests that people have. And for a very long time, uh, people have studied his method and come up with the notion. Well, he's 19, so he's, he's been doing this for a while, but yeah. Yeah, but they've come up with the notion that he's been cheating on these mm-hmm. online mm-hmm. contests. And he says, I cheated twice. I cheated, you know, when I was really young, I cheated twice. But I've never cheated, in, and they call them OTB which is like an uh, on the board or over the board game, meaning he he did confess to cheating on a digital game many years ago. Okay. But says he's never done it like in person when they're playing on the actual board. Okay. And author not authorities, but like a, a f- some officials and some of his opponents are saying Au contraire, mon frere, not only have you cheated, but we actually know the method that you've used to cheat. This is where I discovered this story because I saw a headline and I was like, what? Yeah. Mm -hmm. They say that this 19-year-old chess grandmaster uses vibrating backdoor beads my apologies to all the parents of small children out there who are now asking you, what are vibrating backdoor beads? Just say you'll learn our house? someday and no. don't worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> They're saying that certain vibrations that are sent to him through his backdoor tell him what to do for the next move on the chessboard. Now, when I first saw this story, I thought, this is genius. <laughs> No, I mean, seriously, right? Because first of all, I didn't know that you could do that. Like, it, like you can do Morse code with... Uh, Vibrating... Schmeeds. Things. Beads. Yeah. With backdoor schmeeds. Insertables. Yeah, like, but, but but there is a genius to it, because if you can do that, like, you could see all sorts of practical uh, applications to this. Sure. That don't require, you know, cheating at international Hold on, sport. I'm listening. <laughs> Sorry. You're not listening. You're feeling. Right, exactly. Yeah. Um, but like you could do this for all sorts of, you know, tests. You could have somebody hooked up somewhere and just like, yes, for one buzz and two buzzes. You'd also think it could get a little uncomfortable. Like you'd be like, 
they're like, what do you think about that, sir? And you're like, oh, I, don't, I know. don't know. Meanwhile, though, you're going to be earning a lot of money winning them chess games. Now, here's the thing. And how did they also, how did they know? How did they discover? Like, who goes, I wonder if he's got backdoor beads. Guess what my question was. What? Where did this come from? Yeah. And I don't have an answer to this. Oh, okay. I do not know how they got from, I think this guy might be cheating, to vibrating backdoor beads. That feels like a big leap to me. But apparently they are the he was accused of this by one of his opponents. And one of the reasons why they're saying there might be some... Some there there is evidence of his cheating is because, again, they have done like scientific analysis of each and every one of his chess moves. Okay, and they find inconsistencies in them. They find different patterns that lead them to. Now, this is like math and smarty stuff beyond my brain. What was that Netflix show? The one with the Anya Joy. um, Anya Taylor Joy. Yeah, that's her name. Uh, you know, that chess one, you know what I mean? Checkmate or whatever it's called. Yeah, no, I know. That's why I ask because yeah. I don't. But um, everybody watched that. And but but my too. point is we learned a lot about what chess and, you know, how the game is, pl- at least I learned mm-hmm. because I did, I am not a chess. I am not either. Like the two times I actually thought like, I want to learn how to, nope, chess and bridge. Sorry. My brain is not wired for Mm-mm. it. Checkers all day. Not even it gets boring. Boring, um, but yeah, no. I, we learned a lot about you know how you can read certain things from people's moves. So it's clever that they were able to dig this out. But like, how did they come up with? Well, they didn't dig it out. <laughs> how did they come up with that? <laughs> I have no idea. But trust me, I will continue. You know what I'm going to do? That's a form of assistance. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Emphasis on when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show. Dumb people doing dumb things. Crazy, stupid. Idiots. After this. Thanks, Mike. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. And uh, it is time for you to tell about. Tell, wait, tell what? about. Hi. We're going to tell you about some dumb people doing dumb things, crazy, stupid. Idiots. Well, then, I guess idiots. one could say that's a crazy, stupid idiot. <laughs> Colleen and Bradley present CSI. It stands for crazy, stupid idiots. It sure does. Why? Well, because the world is full of crazy, stupid idiots. Dumb people doing dumb things repeatedly over and over again, oftentimes in the state of Florida. Florida. Sometimes other places. Like? Memphis. Memphis, Tennessee, or Memphis, uh, the city in ancient Egypt? You know what? I believe it's Memphis, Tennessee, but okay. you tell me what you think. Okay. When I tell you about, uh, and it's, I listen, I think there's a couple crazy, stupid idiots in this story. And one of them actually is the victim, but they're a crazy, stupid idiot in my mind for one very specific reason. Okay. And it's judgy, get over it. So. Police in Memphis are looking for a burglar who broke into a car last month and took a bunch of stuff, including several credit cards, a $500 ring, and wait for it, a diaper bag. Uh, Okay. That is worth $1,400. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I thought I could understand if somebody was like, I don't know what's in this bag. Oh, diapers. Ew. No, this was 1400 What? A Gucci, $1,400 Gucci diaper bag. No, that's not a thing. Can I remind people? I don't know. I don't know when the last time was that you were around a baby and needed to carry one of these things around. 
Can I remind you the things that like go in and out of a diaper bag? I mean, that butt cream, the butt cream. You got all the, you got the A&D ointments. You got the diapers. Um, You've got the pad that you put the baby's dirty booty on. Um, You probably have like some kind of food situation somewhere because it's babies, right? In a separate pocket. You got like, you know. Goldfish formula or like the goldfish or yeah, whatever, whatever. It's, I don't, what? No, mm, why would you? I can understand somebody stealing it because they don't know what it is. I can't understand why somebody would buy a $1,400 diaper bag unless they're just, you know, really rich and don't have any concept of money. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's again, I said one of which case you're almost like, is it Robin Hood? Was he stealing from the rich and taking to the poor? If you taking leave from the rich and giving to the poor, if you are a person, not that I'm advocating for that, leaves a $1,400 diaper bag and a $500 ring and all of your credit cards in your car, which by the way, was parked in their driveway. Oh, okay. That's, oh, that's still, I mean, you shouldn't steal. No, but what kind of car was it? I don't know that. I do not know. Uh, I don't know, but apparently this was a targeted experience, or at least police are guessing that it's targeted because the same person allegedly tried to come back and do it again. Well, obviously, like if these fools have a $1,400 diaper bag, what else they got up in there? Uh, we have a blurry image of the suspect. It oh. looks like a shadow because this happened at night. Uh, Somebody had to know. To I bet, you know, I bet they didn't know it was a diaper bag. They just saw the Gucci and were like. Uh, this is my thing. I again, I just would like to highly advise people to not put that type of investment into a I diaper will say bag. it just looks like a purse, yeah, or a shoulder bag, actually. Um, like if I saw that, I mean, I guess maybe like a mom or a parent or somebody mm-hmm. who felt who like really understood what that was. But I feel like most people would just look at that and be like, oh, that must be expensive. Well, and I'll be so open it, like to be fair. I had I had diaper bags that I still use as not diaper Gucci bags. Gucci ones? No, goodness gracious, no. It, uh, that is no. a level of ostentatious. I am not, and I'm I'm grateful for that. I'm very ostentatious in my own special ways. I'm sure that annoy other people, but I always marvel at uh, people's obsession with um, like very expensive versions of things that you can just buy mm-hmm. cheap, mm-hmm. right? Like. You know, and that are things that are used like for episode episodes of your life. Like, here's a good example. We have passport covers to protect our passport because mm-hmm. we travel a lot and we like to, you know, you mm-hmm. want to protect your passport. Mine is just very utilitarian. Uh, my partner loves <laughs> brands. And so for a significant birthday, I purchased him like a designer version. I had to like go online and dig through because like, you know, who has these things. Um, but I was able to find mm-hmm. it. And I just thought, you know, like. That's a level that I'm not at, and I, mm-hmm. it's, which I'm grateful for because it saves me a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I'm happy that people yeah. that's their thing. Yeah, but like, I don't want like a diaper bag mm-hmm. or like a toilet bowl cover mm-hmm. or like a you know lunch bag that's you know Louis Vuitton. But even something like a passport cover, that's something you'll use. For as long as you have a passport, which is a long time, right? And it's probably like something because it's a higher end item. If it got damaged, they would fix. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's that is an investment that makes sense. A diaper bag is it? It's for it doesn't. They don't wear diapers forever. 
if you're lucky. No. Yeah. And what are you going to, but see, don't you think that's people who really are rich because that's the, that's the yeah. sign that somebody is stupid, you know, rich yes. because they like for them, a $1,400 diaper bag seems plausible. Right. And perfectly logical. Yeah. Bradley Trainer, where are we going next? Uh, okay, we are going to Michigan, specifically Yay. Country Gardens. Please look at how this, you don't, I mean, you're going to learn the story. It's fine. Okay. We'll make fun for radio. Okay. Um, but see how Country Gardens is spelled, please. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. That's not the crazy, stupid idiot portion, but they spell it in a very interesting way. Oh. Without an I L. might not have done that. Um, <laughs> I might not have done that. Anyway, these Michigan residents are uh, now being advised to not eat produce from country gardens due to the farm's use of something very unique in the process of making their food grow. They use something to make their, they use manure? Oh, they use manure. And by that I mean humanure. No! Yeah. No, no, no. I no. Unch- raw as as described by the article, raw, untreated human waste. Mm-mm. The Michigan Department of Agriculture and Rural Development issued a warning on October 3rd, this Monday in fact, after a routine safety inspection revealed Country Gardens was using raw, untreated human waste on fields where produce was grown for sale to local grocery stores and direct uh, sales. The use of raw, untreated human waste is a violation of food law as well as other state and federal regulations. I have a question that I don't want the answer to. What from whence are they collecting this? That's that's um, a good question. I don't, I don't know. actually want the answer. Probably, because- I don't know. Maybe there's like Biffy suppliers around the state who are like, here you go. Human waste, just as a reminder, contains such diseases as. Hepatitis A, Clostridium difficile, E. coli, rotavirus, norovirus. No illnesses have yet been reported, but oh. officials are urging anyone experiencing symptoms. Can you imagine that? Like you're just reading this, and you're like, yeah, like oh, shining crap. up an apple to put in your mouth. <laughs> oh crap! Oops. Literally. Yeah. Oof. Oops. <sighs> who, who in their right mind was like, "Hey, you know how we could save a few bucks." Just go doo doo on yeah, the Yeah, we fields. don't need to buy that stuff. I make it at home. Yeah. Let's just hook <laughs> up the turlet to the back 40. Ah! Yeah. That's so gross. Yep. All right. Uh, this isn't gross, but it's pretty dumb. We're going to Charlotte, uh, North Carolina. And we're going to meet, we're going to meet a teacher. Okay. Uh, a teacher from. Uh, a Charlotte Mecklenburg Middle School, uh, the name of whom we do not have, uh, but we know what this teacher did because kids have cell phones. This was the French teacher, who I would say went a little too method during French class. Oh, okay. Uh, one of the students reported smelling an odor that was similar to that of cigarette smoke. And took their phone out to take an undercover video of what turned out to be mm-hmm. their French teacher wearing a beret okay. and smoking a cigarette during class. In class? It seems like it's during passing time. Maybe like the kids are leaving the room. But in the, in, in the classroom, classroom. And you see a puff of smoke and then you see them flick something like 
toward a student. Oh, God. What? Why would you do that? Uh, that's a great question. Uh, the school's principal uh, notified parents that an investigation into tobacco use on campus is underway, and the employee has been placed on administrative leave with pay. You know, I love this because, like, in 2022, this seems very inappropriate. Like, in the 80s, when we were growing up, I bet it was totally normal. I don't even remember now if teachers smoked. In I'm, the classroom? I'm certain that so. teachers smoked at school, mm-hmm. but not in the classroom. They probably had to do it in the teacher's lounge. I vaguely recall the teacher's lounge smelling of cigarettes and I wouldn't be coffee. surprised. Uh, because there was nothing wrong with smoking indoors at that Mm-mm. point. No, not at all. Yeah. It's so bizarre. But now, like, you if you smell the smell of cigarette smoke inside a building, it's like something's wrong. Yeah. Alarm bells going off. I think everyone's noses got real sensitive after mm-hmm. we all stopped smoking indoors mm-hmm. because finally we could smell, you know, actual actual smells. atmosphere. Yeah, and not just Thankfully, clouds of smoke. I mean, gratefully, yeah. Oh, I'm so grateful. I know. Although I do miss Siggy's, which is a horrible thing to say. And don't smoke, kids, because it ain't worth it. Don't start, because you'll miss it when you stop, right? Is that what you're trying to say? Well, yeah. But you should stop. Don't start, because it's a horrible thing for your health. Mm -hmm. And it's hard to break the addiction of cigarette smoking. When we come back, it is. But you know what? Go ahead and wear a beret. If but wear a beret and throw baguettes at the kids. French fries. Yes. Those aren't French. Well, they say they are. They're not. Just don't French kiss. I also don't know that I've ever seen a French person wear a beret, so that could also be a bunch of lies. That's true. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we are going to play a little game. That game is called The Throwback. Live! After this on My Talk 1071. For nine years, a dangerous man terrorized women, breaking into homes and raping his victims before killing a brilliant young scientist in 1998. The more the victims resisted, the more violent he became. Then he suddenly stops, leaving police with a lot of clues and one unknown subject. I'm Paul Wagner. Join me for Unknown Subject, season three of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast series. Search American Nightmare podcast on all podcast platforms today. Hey.